when you're saying Om, Om of course is a, a mantra, it's a root mantra. Many of the other mantras can manifest through it. That's why, like you say, Om Namah Shivaya. What was the word that came first? Om. See? So many of the mantras will start with Om because it's the root manifestation. Further over? No, that will It's the root mantra. And um, to give you just a very short conceptualization of that, of that Om, you can say, all this is God. That all of manifestation is part of the body of God. That's, that's, that's what you're affirming, you know, when you, when you uh, chant Om. That, that all of this and all of this is part of the body of God. You're, you're, you're recognizing the essential sanctity of existence. That, that, that's what you're affirming when you're chanting Om. And then over, over time, when you can chant Om with deep, deep, deep concentration, then you'll start to enter the mysticism of it. Right now I just gave you sort of an intellectual concept of it. But, but there's, there is a living mysticism in it. There's a living experiential mysticism in, in chanting Om. Um, but in order for that to happen, you need the key of concentration to unlock it. <coughs> just like if you're pounding on a stone and it takes 20 pounds of pressure to crack the stone, if you're just using three, three pounds of pressure, doesn't happen. <clears throat> you have to apply the, the, the correct application of, uh, of concentration and then it opens up quite naturally. <clears throat> but most people, their attention is highly dispersed. <laughs> so, so with that dispersed concentration, you don't have the force in order for the turn the key. See? So, so much of your yogic training is, is, to tr is to train you to drop all the non-essentials and focus your attention on the essential. And then the, the key just pops open. <laughs> You know, you know, when you're turning the key to your house, you don't fight with the lock. You just flick it. But it, it takes a certain amount of attention just to flick it. See? So, so it, the mysticism is really open for everybody. It's open for everybody. You just have to have correct application. See? And uh, with that, you go from insight to insight to insight. Um, but you have to try to make it a priority. You, know, you made your family priority. You made your jobs priority. You made your health priority. But what about God knowledge? Where is that on, the, on your to-do list? Yeah. And in the, from the yogic perspective, we and me in particular is not particularly interested in philosophy. Though we can teach all of that, of course. We are far more interested in direct experience. Because if you experience something directly, you know for sure. 
if I sit here and talk to you for two hours philosophy, you'll say, well, maybe yes, maybe no. That was interesting. That wasn't interesting. And basically, you're at the same place that you started at the end of the two hours. You don't know. And the, the beauty of yoga is it's a science of knowing. Direct, personal, intimate knowledge. And that's what we want. Direct, personal, intimate knowledge of the nature of the divine or God or whatever other synonym you want to use for God. Okay? That's the beauty of the science. But it, there, there is a body of training that you have to embrace to, to have that kind of personal, direct experience. You know, think of many, most of you are all college graduates. You know, how much effort did it take to fulfill that? You know, you worked. You worked hard. You prioritized. You put things aside. So, you know, why should God be less? See? Yogis want you to put divinity on the first tier, not the second tier, not the third tier. We, we want you to be able to see all of life endowed with sanctity. See? You know, it, it's only, we, we get so caught up in the morass of the world that we forget what's important and don't look to the essential. So with this simple OM, you're sort of reconcentrating yourself, relocating your psyche to say, what is essential? And, and then in the beginning, when you're chanting, you're just physically feeling what that uh, vibration is. And in the beginning, people are just chanting it from their throat. And then later on, you should, you should imagine your body to be like a bell. So that when you chant, your whole body is ringing. So when you strike a bell, the entire bell sings. It's not just one little bit of the bell. So when you're sitting, think of your body as a bell. That the whole, the whole body will ring out. Not just the throat. See? If you do that, it's, it's more intelligent practice. You're going to get more out of it. And then over time, as you can concentrate your mind and then get um, some more uh, technical instructions from the teacher, um, then every level of mysticism will uh, arise in, in your own life. And um, so whether you're studying the Gita or the Bible or the Koran or the Torah, or the Zenavesta, or Buddhist texts. All of these texts discuss the mysticism that can happen in the personal person's life. That's not theoretical. That's not um, mythical. Uh, that's not just uh, pleasant stories. It's a reality. It's, it's a reality. It's, it's all based on a sacred science. They're, they're discussing a, a sacred science. For many of us, we think it's mythological. 
Why? Because we haven't applied the science. So we think it's a myth. <laughs> and we think about it in a mythological sense, when it's really quite literal. It's quite literal. There's a seat over here. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. He'll sit there. Thank you very much. It's kind of you. This is just a, a preamble. And eventually, once we get the, the talk going, you, at, at any point, you can just you know, raise your hand if you have a question or you want a, a refinement of whatever I'm, I'm talking about. You know, it, it's a pretty good uh, situation that you're in. The, the situation is, your job is to, t is to ask 10,000 questions. My job is to answer 10,000 questions. See? You should be satisfied. See? And, and over time, you should learn the technical experiments that, uh, that go into this yoga science. Uh, from a truthful point of view, you don't have to believe one word of what I say. Not a word. But just as an intelligent human being, you should run the experiments and see for yourself. Run, run honest experiments and see for yourself. And, and then you'll be very stable. You, know, you should go from stable platform to stable platform to stable platform. You know, adding knowledge to knowledge to knowledge. And that knowledge to knowledge to knowledge eventually becomes wisdom to wisdom to wisdom. Deeper insight, deeper insight, deeper insight. See? But, um, you know, the notion of, of God and the glory of God should move off the, the intellectual, you know, uh, mythological understanding to a living reality. You know, everybody's meant to, to have living mysticism, um, but it's based on your concentration. What do you focus your mind on? See? Depending on what you focus your mind on, that's going to determine your your personal experience. See, there's a there's a saying: um, uh, a thief only sees your pockets; a saint only sees your heart. See, <laughs> each one is a completely different living reality based on their concentration. One is a saint because he's always seeing the heart. The universal heart in each individual and in life itself. The other's a thief because he only sees what can be grasped at. See? <laughs> and their their personal experiences are radically different. You know. One knows the nature of of God, you know, the other lives in a fearful condition, you know, in a sense of constant want, you know, loss, lack. Yeah. So, it's where you focus your mind will determine your your experience. So, we have thousands of ways for you to focus your your mind on on the sacred, and that that will become your living reality. So we'll bring our our spines erect. 
you'll take a deep breath in, and then we'll enunciate the OM.